Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. Tonight I'm joined by Najee Karar, Paul Hope and Gareth Ellis. Good evening, fellas. How are we doing? Good evening. Good evening. Uh, not amazing. As <laughs> per defeat, defeat Monday, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's never good doing a uh, podcast after a game like that. No, never is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, sadly, no victory Monday tonight, fellas. Oh, no, no, no. No, I think it'll be a bit more of a subdued podcast tonight, to be honest. So tonight's podcast is obviously the Seahawks review game, but we're also going to stick in some Packers preview as well, with it being a short week. Um, and I think the analysis of last night's game will be shortened <laughs> to, to save us the absolute agony, yeah. but we will have to touch on the main points. And it goes without saying that the main point that I think everybody will want to talk about is Jimmy and Jimmy's performance. Because to be honest, you can make excuses about him being injured, but having an injured ankle shouldn't really affect his eyesight. And some of his throws last night were absolutely abysmal. I, I'm quite confident in what I'm about to say. And I think Jimmy pretty much embarrassed himself last night. It was that poor. Some of his decision-making, um, especially the one where he threw it across the field, right towards pretty much the full Packers uh, Packers team, the full Seahawks team. And everybody was, what the hell are you doing? Can you not see them right in front of you? And it was that type of game. I mean, to start the game off, uh, the two defensive series were quite good. We we Mm. actually bullied the Seahawks in their own backyard. So it kind of, it it seemed to bode well for how the game was going to go. But then offensively, we were just stunted straight away. It was obvious that Jimmy wasn't he, he wasn't right. He looked far too much under pressure. Um, obviously, the Seahawks actually blitzed over 50% of the time on the players last night, where previously they've only been averaging about 33% blitzing on their players. So they knew exactly how to get at Jimmy and how to unnerve him and what, what it takes to actually lower his um, quarterback rating, get under his skin. And they did that very well. And, and that was a well-coached team last night. And on the other hand, I mean, the 49ers, I was praising Shanahan in the last podcast. I was saying how much I've seen growth in the way he's calling players. The fact that he's actually attacking teams' weaknesses. Didn't do it last night. Didn't do it last night until Mullins came on. And you've got to ask the question, is that because he doesn't have confidence in Jimmy being able to execute the type of player where we can take advantage of their weaknesses? And and those are mid- to long-range throws. And you never see that from Jimmy anymore. And there's there's loads of different arguments you can turn around and say, well, look at Jimmy's win rate. Well, is, is that not a, um, an effect of the system that he's playing in? Shanahan's building a system that suits Jimmy, not necessarily sh- suits him. I know the Atlanta Falcons didn't play like this. They, they went long quite, quite a few times. So it, it's not a case of this is... Shanahan's system that he wants to play it's the system that he needs to play because of the personnel he's got on the field and like I said at the start of the season I'm quite happy to give Jimmy to the end of the season because 
end of the second season, we know where he's going to be at. We're now at the halfway point in the season. And I've got to be honest, it's not for me full of confidence whatsoever. I, I haven't seen any progression from him. If anything, I've seen regression. He doesn't look the same player that we had that when we tra traded from the year we traded from. And I think that injury has affected him mentally more than anything else. You can see a fear in his face when the blitz is coming at him. It, it's, it's, it's hard to put a finger on why it's happening. There's a lot of mechanics that just don't look right the way he's throwing the ball. And the commentators in last night's game, they, they had mentioned it a few times, um, but they used the excuse of he's got, he's got a bad angle, that's why he's lifting that foot. And me being a yeah, average fan, and that's all I am, a yeah, average fan, I, I would normally take them at the word, but I was so frustrated last night. I went back and I had a look at a few other games. So I had a look at the, the game against the Cardinals, first game of the season when he wasn't injured. I had a look at some of the games from last season when we were winning and he wasn't injured. And he had the same sort of throw motion in them games. So mm -hmm. it's got nothing to do with a bad angle. You might be able to use that as an excuse. Or if, if you haven't watched him throughout every single game, you might immediately think, well, he's got a bad, bad angle. That's why he's doing that. But if you go back and look at all the games when he wasn't injured, he was still doing that. So uh, that, that's not an injury that's causing that. It's bad mechanics. So then you have to question, what's our quarterback coach doing? C can he not see this? What, why isn't he correcting this? He's had two seasons to correct this. And he just doesn't seem to have moved on at all. I don't know what you guys think. Um, like I said, I mean... In my opinion, I thought Jimmy was absolute garbage last night. Yeah, I agree. There's no, there's no hiding away from it. Um, and I'm sure even you, Paul, massive fan of him, can't you can't deny that that was a, a very poor game. The problem is they kept they keep piling up. Um, I think last year he had a couple got bailed out by our defense. Um, this season our defense banged up. Too many injuries for for them to carry the team on their back and. And it just shows, you know, when when you don't have one part of your game that excels, then all of the all of the bad stuff is enhanced and right there in front of you. And it's it's ugly to see when that happens. Yeah, I think I agree. Jimmy didn't have a good game, but he wasn't the only one. I don't think anybody had a good game. Um, I'm going to say it now because it hurts. But Fred Warner had, I think, probably his worst game as a Niner. Um, Playing simple, he wasn't quite himself. He was a bit late, missed some tackles, um, and and I think it, it was kind of a reflection of the whole defensive unit. Um, I think Mosley had a terrible game. Um, I don't think up front was very good, although Russell Wilson didn't run at all, but they just didn't need to. So um, yeah, I think it was an overall poor performance. We didn't run the ball at all. We you know we proud ourselves on doing that and. and they decided to stop us and they managed to and and then the, as you said they brought the blitz and the pressure and and then jimmy just cannot cannot get away from that it, what what frustrated me the most is he doesn't even try to get away from pressure he does his little pirouette there in the backfield just to not get hit hard and and that's about it but he doesn't even try to extend the play to make make a man miss or thing i think you're right i think the the acl injury is still stuck at the back of his mind. I think the ankle injury is still stuck at the back of his mind, and it's he's not playing right. He's not the guy we saw 
in the five games when we signed him, playing carefree and feeling comfortable in the pocket. You know, you see Nick Mullins looking more comfortable and reading the defenses better is 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 worrying because we know what Mullins' ceiling is now. So, yeah, it was just a bad, bad, bad performance. It's almost worse than the Miami one because we just made them look good more than more than they made us look bad. And yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson is amazing. He's he's going to be in the Hall of Fame and and all that stuff, but. You really didn't have to do much to beat us tonight or last night. No, Paul, I yeah. I agree. I mean, like you said there, Nadji, I have got this moniker of being a Jimmy G Super fan. I will say it now at the start. I root for the logo. I have been a fan since you come in, but I agree with Lee. I agree with yourself. I mean, he was terrible last night. I suppose in his defence, if you want to call it that, they were all bad from the coach, mm. the quarterback, the offensive line, your boy Fred. This one mm. hurt. Yeah, we were fired up for this before the show. Like Lee said, the first defensive series, we sat at home thinking, yes, this is, this is, yeah. this is what we've got. Um, I mean, the stats tell their own story. I mean, he finished the game, what, he averaged about 5.3 yards per attempt on his 16 throws. Like you said, Nancy, he didn't escape the pressure. Um, I rewatched the game, whether I wanted to punish myself again. And you'll see certain players' frustrations after certain players. There was a couple where are you wide open. Mm. And I'm going to class this as a slight positive, and I hope you all agree. It was nice to see Ayuk getting frustrated that he wasn't getting the ball. You know, yeah. he's new in the team. He's a rookie. He, he, and the, the player Lee mentioned where Jimmy escaped the pocket, I thought, oh, play action. We haven't seen much of this. Look down the field. And then he threw it back. It was like when you play oh, Madden yeah, and you that... press the wrong button on the controller and the ball goes the other way. I, w- I was I and the, and that wildcat play. Uh, Nonsense. I, I mean... Why? Why are we doing this? We've never seen it. We don't need to do this. I, I think. Yeah. At that point, I was just like, yeah, this is it. This game. Why are we trying trickery? We run on people. We don't need this. We've got George Kittle. You know, we've got. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. So frustrating. Um, it's a bit of a shame to see Jamichael Esty having, but not a regression because it's his third game ever. Um, but you know, averaging two point three yards per carry is not not good. And I think we saw why why Tevin Coleman started. Right? Um, yeah, it's just a whole frustrating game. What what did you make of it, Garth? Yeah, I think frustrating is 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 exactly the word, and that's that's been too too common this season uh frustrating and disappointing we seem to put it get back together for a game and then all those same errors uh, uh, are there again i don't know that there's much i can add to what you've already said about jimmy's performance other than i i'd agree totally he's he is running out of places to to hide and and excuses mm-hmm. um i think you said something a couple of weeks ago nadji first snap the first game after that point everybody's playing hurt so if if his ankle's not good enough, he shouldn't be out there. Or clearly someone medically is saying, well, his ankle is good enough. So I'm not sure what's happening there. And we just, we have that other, that game where we look completely out of sorts. We did against uh, Miami. Uh, we saw a bit of the old team against the Rams. And then we're, we're back to this kind of disjointed and, like I said, frustrated, seems... The offense is is subdued and not clicking. There's just something not right there. 
Um, and for all for all the people that uh, 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 on our team are saying, yeah, we support Jimmy and, and Jimmy's our guy and Jimmy's our leader. There is there's there's got to be something there where you you don't necessarily trust your quarterback is going to get you back two three touchdowns down and you see that with other other teams the Seahawks know if 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 they're 20 points down third quarter Russell Wilson always gives them a chance they're not beaten I had that sinking feeling basically towards the beginning of the second quarter that we just looked beaten yeah and and it's it's difficult to put a hand on it that the defense stepped up a few times but the the offense just looked like oh it's not going to be our day so let's go home um, well, I, I can tell you, I, I used to play my, my first two season, uh, three season when I started playing football. We it was pretty much the same. Our offense was terrible. Um, they just didn't score points and move the ball. Um, our defense was okay. It was all right. But it, you know, when you when you're on defense for two and a half quarter and you've stopped people as many times as you as you could and you kept the game close um, as much as you could, and then Series after series, your offense go goes in and just doesn't execute and doesn't do anything, doesn't try anything new, doesn't you know doesn't even seem bothered by it because that's why I felt I felt lacked uh, yesterday. Nobody was really angry. Even Kettle didn't look like mm. he was angry about it. There, there was no rallying and trying to you know shift momentum and do something about it. Well, well you, your defense gives up. You know, like if you don't. Your defense doesn't doesn't win the game by by themselves ever. Like the, their job is to minimize the 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 other team. That's that's their job, and and they did it for a stretch. But then after a while, you just you you know you're not gonna win. Ooh, breaking <laughs> news! I think this is to do with Jimmy. Oh, who's it? Yeah, so you're not wrong there, Paul. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going on to IR, and George Kittle is out for the season. Oh my God! Broken foot. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, well, well. That's taking a turn, hasn't it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so potentially Kittle may come back, but they're saying it's more than likely out for the season. So they're right. both out for extended periods. Obviously, with IR uh, being a three-week period now, I would imagine both would go on IR, and if either one of them has a chance to come back, they'll, they'll bring them back in. But yeah. to be honest, I mean that that's looking as though they're both done for the season. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the theme of this year, isn't it? Um I think we are where we are partially because of injuries. I feel we missed Debo so much last night. Um and <laughs> well, we're gonna miss even even more big names now. This it's ridiculous the amount of injuries we have. Um, um it's a bit of a shame as well because I wanted Garoppolo to use this season, which clearly was going to be an, an uphill battle anyway, to to prove himself. And he's being injured, I, I think. That's going to shorten his, his lifespan with us, unfortunately, because... Well, I was thinking about it last night in bed. There's, there's 32 quarterbacks. That's probably one of the rarest jobs in a, in a world. There's probably more astronauts um, than there is quarterbacks playing playing this game. Uh, as a start, as an NFL starter, can you really afford to have somebody that gives you a game like this? That's 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 the ultimate question. Um, 
and you know we went through it with our long snapper because it's exactly the same right if the guy isn't perfect then you just cut him um and i think i think time's running out for jimmy unfortunately um this doesn't bode well at all it's a shame but we'll move on as a niners and i'm sure we'll it's not done but whew, that, that hurts a lot so so the I've, official news looking at it from adam adam Schefter. Mm-hmm. is that George Kittler's out for eight weeks, which would put him in line to come back for the very last game of the season, which if we aren't in playoff contention, then they're not going to do that. Uh, Definitely going to do that. And it just says that Garoppolo's out indefinitely. And like you said, to be honest, I, I said, again, I'll repeat what I said at the start of the show. At the start of the season, I said this this was the year that Garoppolo had to prove he was the yeah. person that we need, and he definitely hasn't done that at this point. And if he's going to miss the rest of the season, it's debatable whether or not he's going to be in red and gold next season. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that was part of my notes for tonight. The talk, obviously, last night and this morning has been, do we move on? And like you said then, Ajit, there's only 32 quarterbacks in the league. If we do move on from Jimmy end of this season, um, I think it frees up, is it 24 mil in cap space and mm. just 2.8 in dead money? Obviously, yep. with the um, trade we've just made with the Saints, you know, we're building cap space. So I don't know whether this is for another show, but do we have any thoughts on who we reckon Kyle might make a run at? It's well documented. He didn't look at Mahomes or Watson or Trubisky or any of the others in the 2017 draft because he was focusing on Kirk Cousins. He said that himself. That, that, that's an open secret. Do we, Matt Ryan's name has been banded about in the group. Too expensive. Too expensive. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Ryan's going to be too expensive for sure. His contract is bigger than Jimmy's, so I, I don't see it happening. I, yeah, I think we'll have to go towards the draft. the The next QB draft is is quite talented. Um, God knows what Kyler's looking at and, and, and the scouting people. Um, um, I think it's too far away to to say with COVID not being a, a done deal yet, and you know. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the draft and the college season and all that. So uh, for now, we've got Nick Mullins. We, we need to beat the Packers and that's that's all that matters, really. I was going to say, Lee, I, I think you'll agree. The reason we were so fired up ahead of Sunday's game is the days of us getting our asses handed to us by the Seahawks are supposed to be over. Yeah, I remember becoming a Niners fan and I just we got beat by the Seahawks. That's just what happened. They just used to beat us. Mm-hmm. And then ironically Nick Mullins handed us the first victory and then obviously last year it's well documented the close games and I just can't explain our team that had scored 57 points in its last two games could only score seven points during meaningful football last night because that's the worst defence in the league as well it's just that's what was the most frustrating to me is their weakness was clearly their secondary and they, they still didn't have Jamal Adams back there and we didn't take a single long shot until like 10 minutes to go in, in the fourth or something the game was well well over so no idea I've, I've baffled really so I understand why you say that the weakness was their secondary however I have to point out DJ Reed was absolutely excellent for them he stuck to the receivers like glue never ever played like that for us yeah, it's true. The, I mean, this, they, all, they, they played really, really well on defense. I think Bobby Wagner showed why he's going to go to the Hall of Fame as well and made our life very, very, very difficult. Um, I just, you know, are we the only team in the league that just doesn't take shots downfield? It feels like that. 
if it, just try to get a penalty. It doesn't matter if the guy's covered. Just throw the goddamn ball and see what happens. Yeah. Just we, we just don't do it. And I don't understand how many how many games have you seen where it, it's not even Pat Mahomes or what, or whatever. It's just the QB just launches it. It's it's up in the air. It's a fifty fifty ball, and then a flag fly, and then that's an eighty five yard penalty or whatever. And then the game has changed all of a sudden, and we don't ever try. I just don't. I just don't get in. In games like this, you have to sometimes. So, so this is what I was trying to get at before. I, I don't think it's Shanahan's system that he would normally play. If you yeah. look at the Atlanta Falcons, there was long balls down to uh, Julio Jones, uh, Mohamed Sanu, Taylor yeah. Gabriel. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I'm, it's got to be there. There's no way it's not there, and. Uh, I think it's down to QB at this point. Yeah. And, and, and what a yeah. skill set is. And yeah. a skill set that's clearly not thrown downfield. Yeah. It, he made such a difference. I know you can say that the Seahawks were playing a bit soft, but, you know, at the, at the time he came in, the beginning of the fourth quarter, there was still time to come back. I don't know that they were playing that soft. He just had the the, the urgency and wanted to throw the ball forward rather than sideways. And, uh, yeah, I almost fell off the sofa when he connected with that 35, 40 yarder to Ayuk. Yeah. yeah, to Ayuk, yeah. I know what you mean, Gareth. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was epic. <laughs> Are we allowed to throw the ball that far down the field? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad news, I think, about Jimmy, obviously. But I think in, in some respects, it sets where we are for this season or expectations for the rest of the season. Um, you know, Mullins has got a contract to win as well. True. So somebody can go out and go out there and say, okay, let's see what this this offense can do. And each one of those will, each good game for Mullins makes Jimmy look worse uh, with with the players available. I know you've said we've missed Debo, but you know we've got Kittle, Yuzcheck, Bourne, and Ayuk. Um, uh, so fair enough, we've missed Debo, but it's not like there was nobody to throw at. So yeah, it's. Think- I just you're have the right, feeling. Gareth, yeah. So sorry, Paul. I just have the feeling Debo is actually a bigger, as it's got a bit bigger impact than anybody of us realized just yet because it's only his second year. Um, but he's, he's look, a big, but it's not like there's nobody to throw at. Um, no, I know, I know, but it, you know, it's. I think he's in the same level as take take Russell Wilson. I'm not saying Debo is as important as Russell Wilson, but take Russell Wilson out of the mix and the Seahawks and you can pretty much guarantee that they won't win a game. Uh, and I think Debo has that kind of impact, you know, like Alvin Kamara or th- this kind of players where you, you take them out and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what, what do we do now? That kind of thing. So, I mean, it's good. It's kind of a good news because he, he's with us, um, and and Ayuk is, has played really, really well. So the future bodes well. We just need to, mm. we we just need to get more consistent, and we, and we need to be able to, to to switch game plan in the middle of a game. Like the, after the first quarter, if you've if you've run for fourteen yards on fourteen plays, just try something else to see see if something starts ticking. And then you can go back to running the ball. I understand but, the pride in, you know, running the ball and having your plan and all that, but sometimes you just gotta throw the playbook away and just go wild. You know, just go and play backyard football and just get open on one and throw the ball and see what happens. Um, but Shanahan does strike me as being a, a kind of stubborn guy. Yeah. That- He's got a view of how the game should be played, and and he'll stick to it. And if it doesn't work, it's because the players don't execute. 
Yeah. And I think that's that's maybe showing perhaps he, he is still a young as a head coach. And he's got to go, OK, I've got to have a plan B and accept that if the players can't deliver what I want, I've got to change rather than just say, well, the players aren't, aren't executing. Um, yeah, I mean, take, take for example, the, you know, the Steelers-Ravens games last night, where I, I don't know if you watch it, it was a close game, it's River Ray, it's the same, same vibe as us and the Seahawks, right? And then what Big Ben said in, in the press conference at the end is that during the, the third and fourth quarter, he didn't get plays for Mike Tomlin. He was calling plays by himself. He was just making stuff up because nothing was working so far. And their defense, the, the Ravens' defense was too good. It, and, and they won the game. You, you know, sometimes you just have to let go and just play football and see what happens. Give yourself a chance to win the game. I was just about to say, Najee and Gareth, it's a bit like when Matt LaFleur took over at Green Bay. And everyone thought, oh, he won't be able to play with Rodgers. You know, Rodgers yeah. likes to go off on his own thing. And you yeah. just said then, Najee, the quarter... I think the problem we've got is Jimmy is what you've said he is, Najee. He's a decent quarterback in our system. He's not elite. I don't think even myself has ever said he's elite. We want him to be, but he's yeah. not. But you've just hit the nail on the head there. He, he doesn't play with that abandon. Like Gareth said, Mullins came in last night and had nothing to lose. Throwing the ball down the field. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We will get him beat. Let's try it. The Ravens Steelers game. And again, I think as Lee said at the start, we're all fans. None of us are experts. We all get frustrated. We all want our team to win. And I said it before on one of the other podcasts. I think in the UK, we've got this expectation of what a quarterback is. And you've said before, Nadji, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, the Lamar Jacksons, they're elite. They don't come along very often. And I think no. I said it sometimes when they make their super plays, it's because the play's broken down. But I agree with what Gareth said. I think Kyle was a little bit stuck in his ways last night. And it's just a shame because, like Lee had said, we'd, we'd seen growth in him this year, especially against the Rams and against the Patriots. And today, just we're just all deflated today. Yeah, I mean, the kids are news really doesn't, doesn't help, really. That's just that's just a big blow for us. I, th- I think it's clarified some of the season for me because I, I, I was looking at thinking at the moment, looking at the games we've got, I wouldn't think it would be too bad if we finished eight and eight. But I don't know that yeah. that's good enough to get to the playoffs. So so why why sort of slog out? Why risk more injuries? Um, just just to fall short. I'm not saying that the the tanking. Is is a is a tactic either. It's not something I necessarily agree with, but I think if these players are, are out and Jimmy's out, it gives us a chance to evaluate what we've got and who to keep. Next yeah. season's going to be hugely challenging for for every team because of the of the salary cap uh, hit that's that's projected at sort of twenty odd million. Um, there's going to be a lot of head scratching about that, and and we need to have an idea of of who do we keep out of all the players we're going to have out of contract because there's a lot of players that are going to be out of contract for us at the end of the end of the year and i think we've we've got to try and salvage something from a system with from a season that's just been ravaged by injury and and see what we can get out of it in terms of evaluating the depth players or or some of these practice, practice squad players that we've got and and rebuild and reload for for next year because we've got the tools it's the the only position that I'm really uncertain about is quarterback. Maybe a little bit in the secondary because of the players that we're losing. But we've got the receivers, we've got the running backs, we've we've got a, at least a serviceable O line, if if not better. All the bits are there. We just need the quarterback to to hold it together. Um, and it's it's 
it's disappointing that Jimmy didn't get the opportunity perhaps this year to show that he can improve from last year because as as Lee said right at the beginning he has regressed mm, that's true the sad thing is <laughs> you know <laughs> the, the sad thing is that the I was going to say the half a game yeah the half a game where he did actually look excellent was the game in which he got injured yeah yeah when he when he could barely walk <laughs> yeah so it is quite sad, but I think we've we've seen that it's we've seen that Jimmy has got some really good stuff to his game, and I've I've talked about it on the podcast the things that have impressed me about him and and his his ability to come back after interceptions, which is which is I suppose a a good and bad thing. Um, his his fearlessness in the pocket, those laser beam passes that he was getting out. So he he had sort of seven out of the ten traits you want in a good quarterback, but. It just comes up that he hasn't got some of the others. Doesn't seem to be picking up the blixes. Confidence appears to be shot. Deep ball is perhaps never, never really been there, or, or certainly he's he's timid about doing it. Uh, and unfortunately, in the NFL, it's a brutal league. You can't get away with saying, "Yeah, my quarterback's good at seven of the ten things quarterbacks need to be good at." It's it's not good enough, uh, and it's it's going to be. I'm going to be very sorry for him that if he can't come back this season fit and at least get three or four games for a chance to win his his contract extension. Um, because yeah. at the moment, from what I've seen and with a potential salary cap, cap, it doesn't look good for him. It doesn't. So the thing is, it's not a foregone cl- conclusion that Jimmy will be gone after this uh, after the end of the season. He's definitely not going to be on the team on the same contract as what he's got now. I can definitely see them restructuring that and keeping them. And the reason why that might not be a bad thing is if if you ask yourself the question, do you believe Jimmy Garoppolo can take us to a Super Bowl and win it? My answer would be yes. And the reason for that is not because of the ability in, in Jimmy per se, but if you look at other quarterbacks that have gone on to win a ring, Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer. Jimmy's better than all them three, and they all won rings. So can he Can he win the Super Bowl? He, he can, but he needs the team around him to do it. He can't do it by himself, which we've, we've said it all along. He's not that type of quarterback. A lot of people want him to be that quite type of quarterback, and that's why they get so frustrated with him. He's definitely not. But he does have the he does have the skill set to actually win us a Super Bowl as long as he has a good defense and a support and cast on offense, which we do when we we are fit. Yeah, that's I true. Think the re- I think he's, the reason he... we're all pulling for him, though, Lee, like you said, and Nadi said at the start, he's not the quarterback that when he came in those first five games, blew us all away. Let's face it, Kyle coming in, Lynch coming in, and then the traded for. Garoppolo and that was a season where we were doing nothing and he came in in those five games and we all jumped aboard we all got on board the hype train last year like you said Lee it, it's true again what Nancy said he is the quarterback we can need him to be you don't need him to be a superstar but the frustration's boiling over especially in rivalry week especially when Russell Wilson's looking so good as what he was last night you know Aaron Rodgers is back to his best dare I say Tom Brady's even looking good at the books and as fans, you do look at other people. Like Nadja said, there's only 32 of them. So you can't help but look around the league and think, oh, he looks all right. Yeah, he looks quite good. Yeah, can Jimmy not do that? 
it's just a shame, like Gareth said, if he's not going to get a chance to kind of win over some of his doubters before the end of the season. Yeah, it's a little bit tough for him, for sure. For sure. I think with the, the you know the the quarterbacks you listed there, yeah, they they may not be very great quarterbacks, but they were consistently able to put in a performance that was good enough. And I think that's the problem. Jimmy's always has always looked like he has a bad throw in him or a bad decision in him every game, and occasionally that that one bad decision will cost you a game. Uh, and so some of those, yeah, some of the less talented quarterbacks who do have wings. I think just didn't necessarily make those level of mistakes, and that's that's what's disappointing with Jimmy. It's it's very good, or so, or it's really poor. In some respects, I'd prefer it if he could just churn out a consistently good game. Because, like you say, that's all we need is someone to be able to run the offense error free. And unfortunately, we haven't seen that from Jimmy, and that included last year. He always looked like he had that error in him. Yeah. Yeah. So going forward into Thursday night's game or Friday morning's game against the Packers, do we realistically have a chance to win that game now? Yes. Yeah, we do because the Packers are the same team they were last year. Um, uh, pound for pound, they're, they're exactly the same team, um, and we saw what we did to them. Um, the problem is we're going to have to stop this Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. Hyde act. Um, if we if if we play like we did yesterday or or against Miami, no, we it's going to be ugly. But if we play like we did against the Rams, um, and it's not scheme or you know executing plays, and it's it's more about passion and caring and you know and and making you know playing that extra level hard and to, to play for each other and everything. But it's going to be obviously difficult with our, especially with our kids or with our Debo, but they let people run on them and that's what we're good at. So I think we can win it. I think, I think, you know, nothing is impossible in the NFL, but. So I think one so, thing that you might be forgetting, we've just lost one of our best run blockers. Yeah, no, I know. But, you know, the, the Vikings aren't necessarily the best running team in the league. And Davin Cook, I mean, Davin Cook is an exceptional running back. Um, but they don't have Kittle, um, you know, and they don't have the scheme we do. And and he was doing whatever he wanted of there. The Cook just had an absolute day. And everybody had against, against the Packers, you know. So... Um, and, and there is the blueprint to how to stop them. I think the, Buc- the Buccaneers showed exactly what to do to uh, to stop Rogers. And I mean, we know what to do ex- anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult. I'm not. I'm not saying it, it's going to be a blowout. Um, but I think we can do it. We're still a, we're still an NFL team, and we we can still still win it. Jordan Reed might be back, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and Jordan it's really hard. kind of has a decent chemistry with Mullins. Yeah, true. I mean, it's hard to see now. I, I, I understand like the the highs and lows this season are crazy. Uh, after Miami, you were all thinking that was it, and then we win two very good games against good teams, although the Pats aren't, aren't that good. Uh, and then everybody's feeling like a 13-3 and three again, and now it's, you know, we're just going to have to ride the wave and, <laughs> and see what happens. Um Unfortunately, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, one note is uh, that game might not actually happen. One of the Packers, their um, rookie running back, is tested positive for COVID. So 
um, they're not practicing this this week, and if they have any more positive, I, I assume the game will be postponed, um, and we'll get a bye week, which which actually would be quite good for us. I would so imagine. I'm not so sure about that because the Packers have already had their bye week, and I think oh. it's a case of they have to make do with whichever players aren't positive. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, that's uh, uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes because he he got tested Sunday morning and played the game and then got the results at night and discovered that he was positive. So he was around everybody that day. So chances are he's, he's spread that stuff uh, around. I, I don't know. We'll see. It's, we'll see where it goes. It's very unknown, isn't it? Who knows? But yeah. Um, I'm the same have... to me taking a, doing a test, then playing the game, then getting the results. It's, yeah. It's, uh, that, it's, you could predict they, that's going to happen. I mean... Um, they're doing, they're doing three tests a day. Like it's, I think, I'm sure they're doing as much as they can to, you know, they all have the contact tracer, gizmos and them. So they, everybody knows who he's been in contact with, how far, how long, etc. So they'll figure it out, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I mean, they have to travel to us on a short week, so that's that's not easy. Um, I don't know. If they have Aaron Jones, it's going to be even more difficult. But after such a horrible loss, we saw what happened after Miami. Um, I think we played our best game after that that loss. So hopefully we can bounce back and, and just squeeze a win. That, that would be good. So I've got to say, this feels different to post-Miami game. And I yeah. don't think it's I don't think it's just the injuries. It just feels different. Obviously, I mean, this this morning, this morning, I think it's only a couple of hours ago now. Um, the news filtered through that uh, Quan Alexander's been traded to the Saints. Um, so you, you can see changes starting on it. And to be honest, I mean, that's not a major change. We, we've talked about that in previous podcasts. Yeah, um, apparently they tried to trade him from the Super Bowl. Uh, that's right. As soon as, as, soon as this, the new season started, we've, we've been looking to trade him away. I think we just didn't find any suitors. So yeah. and I think I've mentioned before, I prefer Drake Greenlaw. Start. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but it, it just feels different, and I, it, it could just be the fan base. That the fan base is feeling different. That, that there's no more of the the anticipation, the excitement going into the next game. It's it's almost as though it's a weekly dread now of what we're going to get. And yeah, you, you explained it quite well yourself before, Naji. We don't know what we're going to get. That's that's the problem. Yeah, you know, I think I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast earlier and Dan Hans is the guy that does the uh, the power ranking said it's just we're the worst team to to put in the power ranking because you have no idea what you're going to get. Are we going to be playing like number ones and looking like Super Bowl contenders or are we going to be looking like the Jets? It's uh, uh, yeah, who knows? If we play one way, we'll win against Green Bay. If we play the other, we'll lose. It's quite simple, really, I think. But we we have it. We have it in us. I think. I think. Yeah, we we definitely have it. Um, I think Verrett has played exceptionally well, and he can handle Devante Adams. I think, yeah, even though Mosley played bad, he can cover whoever's the second receiver. I think having K1 Williams, um, although he he played, he started well, and then kind of shunted away against the Seahawks like everybody else uh, against their, all of their tight ends that they use quite a lot he's going to be good I, I hope Warner has, has a better game I'm, I'm sure he will and then who knows what, what if Mullins just uh, 
you know, wants to redeem himself and goes up in flame and start torching, you know, torching Rogers and showing him how it's done. It's it, it's all in the realm of possibilities and it's sports. That's what makes it exciting. We're all super down now. And then talk to me on Friday when we've won 35 to 6 and, you know, and, <laughs> and we're going back to the Super Bowl again. You, you never know. I, Is that your prediction? No, that is not my prediction. No, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm writing that down now. <laughs> I thought I was the optimistic one, that G. <laughs> well, you know, in, in a year like this year, there's just no need to... I, I've, I've got enough, pardon my language, but I've got enough shit going on in my life and we're back in a lockdown and I don't know when I'll be back at work with this with this nonsense. And uh, if I'm negative about something that's fun... I, Ultimately, it doesn't affect my life. It's football, right? I'm watching it because it's it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, although I would like to play it, I can't um, at the moment. That's all I've got. So if I'm going to be negative about it, there's no point. I might as well just yeah. know, play a ball game with my family. That'll be more fun, right? So yeah, I'll look at I'll look at it positively. I'll take every week and, and see what they give us. And I hope they give us a better performance than they did against the Seahawks. It only sucks no, when it happens. A couple of days later, it's gone and you move on. Right? Oh, no, I, I agree, Nadia. I mean, one of the reasons I'm into the NFL is like, you I love the game. I love the sport. Yeah. Of course, when we get beat, you're like, oh, like last night watching the game. I think Lee mentioned it in the thread. Of course, you're frustrated at the time. But my other half, like, I woke up this morning and she's like, OK. I was like, yeah, it's a game. We lost. We're doing the podcast tonight. Instantly, our group therapy, as we call it, you start yeah. to get the feeling of like you've just said there game we've got a game on Thursday. I'm looking forward yeah. to this game. The Vikings yeah. beat the Packers. We can beat the Packers. We yeah. hammered them last year. Gareth yeah. comes on and, and you think, yeah, like you said, we're all friends. We're all fans of the same team. We want the team to do well. We've all got our opinions, and that's what makes sport great. It's just a shame we get a Jacqueline Hyde team, like you've said. And it, yeah. I feel like we were back a couple of years ago when Shanahan first came in. Um, it were a bit up and down, and I mean the injuries this year. But it makes sense, uh, right? Because when Shanahan came, he, he didn't have the roster he wanted, so it was a higgledy piggledy roster of people that don't really fit what we do. And it's almost the same with the injuries now. We've got people that not necessarily fit a hundred percent into the mold, and and it shows. Um, and that's what I mean when I say we're missing Debo. Debo is perfect; it just fits into what Shanahan does. And when you don't have that and you have slightly older shape like Kendrick Bourne, even though he had a good game. Mm, yeah, you know, um, well. um, you know, it's not quite exactly what you need. And when that when when it's slightly off, everything goes goes awry, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know, there are we gotta try and take something something positive out of this season. Everyone knows how difficult it is to come back from a from a Super Bowl loss, let alone with the with the crippling injuries. Yeah. Um I, I'm I'm still happy that we've got Shanahan and Lynch for another sort of five, six years after this. Uh I think that the question about the quarterback does need to be addressed, but we've got all those other pieces. No, all those pieces will, will be back. And I that's what keeps me perhaps going through through poor, poor games is looking at things like, yeah, well, imagine where we can get Kittle and Jordan Reed on the field at the same time. Imagine when mm-hmm. we've got Moster and Wilson and yeah. Haste all piling yeah. in, to, in together. You, you know, it's, it's exciting times to be a 49ers fan. I think this, this was always destined to perhaps be a bit of a down season after that Super Bowl. I know, forget Revenge Tour and that. Everybody talks about it when they lose the Super Bowl. 
it's whether it's the hangover or I think it's just it's so difficult to get there. It's so difficult to get there twice in a row. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, it hasn't helped. But I've, I've got to look for something positive. And, yeah, let's let's go and see what, what Mullins can do. Mullins yeah. might be saying, hang on, if, if they go, if I can play lights out these six games, maybe I'll be, they'll give me a go at being a starter. It's it's a long But the only reason I can see to keep, really at the moment, the decision today, uh, the only reason to keep Jimmy is because there's a lack of another option. Yeah. It's not keeping him because they think he's our guy or or he's the guy going forward. It's because ah, there's he's better than Mullins and, and he's better than Bethard, which is which is clear. But let's 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 see what the guys the guys can do. Maybe it'll free them up. Maybe they'll say, okay, the expectations are off us. We can just go out and play again, and, and we can go out and hopefully have some fun playing because that, that they didn't look like they've enjoyed that, certainly the game last night and a couple of the other games. The players have seemed. Like it's, yeah, like it's hard work, like it's difficult, rather than not like they've been enjoying themselves. So let's see what see what they can do. It's we've got to look positive. Yeah, at least there's no pressure anymore. We don't have to win games. It doesn't really matter anymore, right? Because I mean, it, it's well, it's now, I think I mean, so. you know, for us watching, it's it's way less, you know, less stressful, and we just watch a game and see what happens and then we'll come to a podcast and have a laugh about it and, and move on, you know, so. I mean, to be fair, could be worse, my friend, a Dallas Cowboys fan. Exactly. Yes. He's absolutely. absolutely, I don't think he's going to watch another game this season. I mean, pre-COVID, we, we'd penciled in our game against them for our NFL Sunday. Clearly, like you said, Nancy, that's not happening with the lockdown. Yeah. And I think, touching upon what Lee said, I think the atmosphere around everybody is you know, it's well documented. There's a lockdown coming in again. We've all got enough stuff going on in our lives. That's and, it. You know, six o'clock Sunday, NFL Sunday, in my house we call it. Six o'clock comes. I switch off the outside world and I focus on the NFL, and that's my escape from reality. And then you come back, and obviously, start of the season, we were all hyped up, think we were going to win the Super Bowl. But you're right, there's no pressure now. Let's just enjoy each game. Let's just yep. see what Carl can do with the pieces he's got. Embrace it. Yeah, and the, and and the, pack, the pack twelve is back. That's good. <laughs> we're not, the, and we're not the Jets. So and we're not the Jets. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it's a hiccup. The the players the players we've got salary cap. Oh. Year after year after year. Lost you a little bit there, Gareth. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So we, there's a core of of team that can compete year after year. <laughs> Have I gone? <laughs> no, no, you're still there. <laughs> swear I, I, I think it was a dramatic <laughs> pause. <laughs> he has to make his entrance back. Now he's, he's proven he's not the jinx. Come on. We've missed him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Very true. I was prepared to take any chance this season that, um, to, to get us a few wins. But there we are. Okay. Predictions for Friday's game against the Packers. <laughs> Who goes first? Who goes first? I'll go first if you want. Yeah, go My club's so, about to start. So, I'll, I'll, so I, I was thinking about changing my mind once the news of um, not not so much Jimmy because I wasn't expecting him playing, but the news about Kittle coming through. But I think I'll just stick with uh, the score that I was going to go for anyway. 
I'm I'm always optimistic that we can win, and with it being at home, and I, I think we need that sort of um, reaction game. So I'm going to go for a 49ers win, 31-24. Wow, that would yeah, okay, um, yeah. I mean, I was I was going to say something like this um, because. I think we can absolutely run on them, and uh, uh, they're they're slightly better than the Patriots in defense, I think, but but not really. Um, but I think losing kill um, Debo now playing, uh, I think it's I think we'll win. We'll win twenty four twenty one. Gareth, oh, will I go next? Well, I, I I think if I'm going to stay up to the small hours on a on a school night on Friday morning, um, the least the boys can do is deliver me a nice thirty eight thirty five win. Nice. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I was leaning towards a 35-9, 65. No, no. I, I'm going to be happy <laughs> with a 28-24 victory after the news. But like Gareth said, if we're going to stay up, why not have a good one? But I'll, I'll say 28-24, 49ers win. Yeah, so we all, we're all going 49ers again. And I think it's our heart ruling all of those predictions rather than our heads, <laughs> to be honest. 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's good to be optimistic because I mean, like you said, twenty twenty has been a really strange year. Really so you, you have to look on the bright side all the time. You have to look on the bright side. Just get on with it. It is what it is. It's still forty nine football. We're still yeah. watching them play, and, and even when you get beat, you still see some good players from your team that really yeah. excite you. That's yeah. the thing. So I, it's disappointing, but. We go again on Friday morning. But, you know, we're growing. Um, you, mm. you don't become the Chiefs in, in, in four years. It's something that takes a little time. And all if if all we're missing is is a, is a you know, I, w- I was going to say decent, but Garoppolo is decent. If we, if we all we're missing is a good quarterback, we're not that far away from being one of those teams that just is almost guaranteed to get into the playoff. Yeah, it, you know, I, th- I think the I problem think the with fun... that is we, we're not just going to be missing a quarterback come the off-season because of the amount of free agents. Yeah, but that's something, you know, that's something that we can work on. I'm sure you said you don't think Sherman's going to it's going to come back. I think he no. will. I think I think he's at that age where he can't and because he hasn't played. Um, I don't think he is at that age where he can command another contract i mean somebody will give him a contract for sure but i think having his family around and uh you know being towards the end of his career and something i'm pretty sure he'll want to stay i think it'll be harder to keep um some other free agents away i think maybe kevin williams might be gone um i think maybe emmanuel mosley might be gone at the end of the season but uh, the the good thing fans need to remember that we've got a great front office. I think John Lynch and Kyle, even, you know, Kyle is having his problem during game time. The really good thing that I really like about them is that they're, they're straight and direct to people, to to the reporters, to the fans, to the players. They tell them how it is. They say, look, we need you to do this. We can't do this. They never lie. There's never drama. And, and I think it bodes well for people to want to play for us. We're clearly a team that's attracting people. Uh, they, they want to play for Kyle, and, and I I wouldn't be so pessimistic. I think our roster won't be that much different next year, next season. I think we've got to remember if we if everyone's going to be looking at a twenty million uh, salary cap cut, it's it's not like necessarily players 
like like Sherman or or any other free agent can just get snapped up anywhere else because everybody else is going to be bumped up against that cap as well. The smart players will take a one million contract for a year if it's offered to them because there will be a big pile of players without contracts next season. I think with that that salary cap, there will be a lot of, of players just piled up on waiting on the wings for the for those injuries. Um, because there just won't be enough high-value contracts to go around. Uh, everybody's going to look to to fill up through the draft and shed those the, those veteran contracts wherever they can. So who knows what it's going to do? But it's it's going to be a great leveller. Yeah. So here's a question for you as all. So this has come out of left field, but it's just getting us thinking about the, the weekend's game the games, uh, not necessarily ours, because I don't want to think about that one. Uh, but it's, <laughs> The weekend's games, getting this thing, and, and injuries to key players and the trade deadline tomorrow. The, the fact that at, at the present time, it's looking very, very difficult for us to make a run at the playoffs, even with the extra spot. Would you, if you were in the front office, would you not be giving a ring, a phone call, to the Ravens, who've just lost their starting left tackle, and trying to get them to... Uh, give us a decently high pick for Trent Williams because they're, uh, they're, they're contenders still. Yeah. Yeah, they are. That's true. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I, I think Trent Williams has fitted right in, in into our offense. It's, he's made Joe Steady's retirement, um, you know, swallow that pill a, a lot easier. Um I completely agree with you, but if you look at how we did last season when Joe Staley was out, when Justin School came in, he, he played well because we were still winning games with him in rather than Joe Staley. That's true. That's true. I think it'd have to be, we'd have to at least gain on what we gave up to get him, right? Otherwise, otherwise I don't think we would do that. I think it'd have to be a, a second round, maybe even a first. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'd be looking for a first a late, round because he's a first a round talent. First, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it would be a late because they'll probably make a run to the playoffs, and so you, you're looking past twenty in the draft. So I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't get paid that much money to think about this kind of thing. <laughs> thankfully, that's a that's a head scratcher. But uh, personally, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't do it. I think I think it would it would send a bad message to the rest of the team saying this is it. There's still eight weeks to go. Um, there is a chance we win eight games. Um, you know, it's not impossible. Yeah, but um, the, the players know so, the situation they're in. So I know. I, I just, I just think it's a surprise to them, is it? So it's, it's a, it's a bad attitude to. I, I just, you try to win every game, no matter what. Um, and sending good players that you've just, had we had him for a couple of years, then yeah, maybe. But we've literally just got him. So I think that's that would be a bad look for, for the organisation more than anything. Yeah, but it's, I mean, he's, he's going to cost 12 million next year because his contract's well, up. He's, wor- he's worth it. He's worth 12 million. Yeah, I suppose it's it's what you pay for left tackle, isn't it? So yeah. If you wanted yeah. to upset him, Lee, you could have just asked how we would feel about moving the best linebacker in football on. I mean, That's not on. happening. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I, quit, I quit being a nine if they fall. If, if no, don't worry. worry. Kyle and John are listening, Nadji. They won't move your boy on. No way. Don't worry. I no, mean, it might happen because it, it will command a big contract, and when when bosses and his contract come up, it'll be it'll be a difficult a difficult one for sure. When yeah, that that won't hurt if if that happens. 
So back to Trent Williams. I mean, there's nothing guaranteeing. There's nothing to guarantee that he will actually sign a contract extension. Mm. And if we get a decent pick for him now, then why not? I, I think it's. I, I don't know. I think it would make good sense to be honest. I think if if we got, if we got the picks because we've got to get at least a third back that we've given to Washington for next year. I'd be wanting more than a third. I'd, I'd, I mean, at least a second. Good, probably the first. Yeah. I think so. Probably a first. I think. Yeah, an all pro left tackle. I mean, we yeah. robbed. We robbed Washington. Let's put that way. We did. We we took them to the cleaners. Simple as that. He, yeah. he is. He's a first round talent. He he will be for the next four or five years. So I'd be looking for a first. And I think he's he's proved that he's fit. Maybe that might have been a question mark with him sitting for a year. But yeah, it's. If if he went and we got a good price for it, I wouldn't necessarily be upset where we are. But um, yeah, it's very difficult to get quality left tackles, and that that like you said that we basically stole him from Washington. Yeah. Right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Therapy session done. Feel yeah. a bit better. Yeah, I do as well. To be honest, I just before we go, shouldn't we mention happy birthday to Jimmy J? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah, birthday. birthday. And he's going I know you tweeted it out earlier, so I thought we'd better, so, you know, our avid fan base listening. So it's a rough, we, rough birthday, really. It is, yeah. Do, do we think fair. Shanahan's going to have a new hat on on uh, Friday morning? Probably. I would imagine so, yeah. The, the Shanahan has gone now. Yeah, ah, shows sure. the undefeated throwback record as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that one stings. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm not cheery not. <laughs> yeah, you're right, I'm not cheery not. Right, thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. We'll be back on Friday with the review show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until Friday, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff far going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.